Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode. I am currently just came back from a weighted walk. We took Nuda yesterday to an appointment and she is 14 pounds. So it's most definitely a weighted walk. Um, and it felt good, but she definitely got heavy. My back started to hurt and I wanted to go for a quick walk. We actually have no eggs at home. So I did an Instacart <laughs> order and um, we went to grab something to eat. I made my tea, of course. And I basically count this as like a one of my snacks and then I'll have my shake later. So we went for a little walk and now I am pending a 15 to 20 minute core workout that I was putting away because I felt a little full. So Nuda's literally playing right next to me. I decided I'm going to record these podcasts no matter what. My hair, if you look at my stories, my hair is falling off. The only time ever I've had bad hair loss was post-COVID. So at first I was definitely like, eh, that doesn't feel too good when you see all that hair falling off hair everywhere literally um and to add on she like pulls it when she's breastfeeding or when she's near me but I know that it's part of postpartum I knew that it was coming it happens to most women and I just gave myself some affirmations if you follow me I tell myself every time I see it for every string that falls off 10 more will grow and I'm just shredding parts of me that no longer serve me Noni, my uh, sister's in town she's surprised to me when I came back from Egypt so we are trying to see her today, and that's what's going on, y'all. But today's uh, episode is one that I wanted to share, and I want to start with a big disclaimer saying that I'm sharing my experience, what I've learned, what I believe is true, and I don't even go into um, debate or argument with somebody that believes something else strongly because at the end of the day, whatever you believe, there will be. Like, I disbelieve that. What we believe will see, what we believe will happen, that's what will happen, you know? So I feel like we are co-creating with God all day, every day, and our belief system runs our life. And so if you believe otherwise, I respect it. That's you, and that's your right to do so. Um, but I wanted to share some of the things I've learned because yesterday I posted a little bit about the appointment with Nura when I was pregnant. And first of all, my belief from what I've read sonograms are not too good for babies you know that machine and all of that is not too good for babies and so I was looking for a more holistic pregnancy I knew I wanted a midwife but I didn't have one so I was going to my OBGYN but I just felt like after what I had read that it was a little selfish that I wanted sonograms so that I could see the baby but she hated them she would hide every time she always moved in my belly but she would hide every time and so my anatomy test was just like she made me stand up, go everywhere, and Nuda basically went into the corner of my stomach and just would not move. So they didn't get all the pictures. So once my midwife was reviewing my records, she's like, hey, we kind of do need to know that, you know, the heart, it's everything's fine because we won't have like a NICU if anything is is goes another way so I, we just want to make sure basically that her heart is fine so she sent me to this amazing doctor dr martinez with the most amazing assistant um bonnie and i was pregnant i was like almost nine months and they basically tried to get pictures of the front of her heart which everything was fine but i was explaining on my story that when the baby's in your stomach they're not breathing at all they breathe to you so they're basically think of like the tunnel where the breath goes through is basically opened so that your breath can go through it and once they take that first breath it flushes everything out and then it closes there's two ways for it to close the little like skin on top per se 
like flaps over and it closes or cells come through and it closes. So there is rare cases where that thing doesn't close completely or blah, blah, blah. And that's why there's such thing as like skip heartbeats and stuff like that. So he just basically saw me. He said, look, everything looks fine. Everything looks perfect. But you're so far along that it's hard to see a fetal good like that because they move so much. So I just want to see her when she's two months postpartum. Um, when she was two months postpartum that day, I was not feeling well. So I canceled and he's so busy that he didn't have another another appointment till four months after. So that's why we went um, yesterday. They took pictures of all her heart and sure enough, it flopped over, it closed and everything's fine. But when I was explaining that the babies actually don't breathe under um, in your womb, um, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, I have three kids. Oh, my God, I'm 50. I have, you know, how many grandkids? I never knew any of this. Like, this is so interesting. So I just thought about creating this podcast. Hold on. Let me latch my girl. Please educate on what i've learned and you know take it with a grain of salt whatever you want to believe and learn you take it and whatever it doesn't sit well with you you don't have to i know for a fact that pregnancy and babies and um uh everything that has to do with motherhood is not a one-size-fit-all everybody has their unique cases and that's why it's so special because you get to do the work. It's kind of like fitness where when somebody has amazing results, it's like people admire and admire it because nobody else could have done it for them. And so with this, you have to do the work. You have to do the study for yourself and for your baby and for your body. You have to learn yourself. It's not like something that you can go into just because, you know, I heard X, Y, Z and so I'm going to do X, Y, Z. No. Um, so do take it with a grain of salt. Um, but I wanted to do a podcast just sharing um, what I've learned and tips for birthing. Um, some of the things that are out there, like one of the re biggest reasons for C-sessions is usually because they see meconium in their um, water breaking or, you know, in the system. There's no, even though when you give birth at home, your doula could open up a doubler if it's needed, like to see what's going on inside. Um, usually they're just shaking your heart rate. So for me, Nuda had pooped inside of me like a couple of days before. It wasn't just that day. It wasn't yellow. It was like black. And so, yes, if they eat that and consume that, yes, it's not good. Of course, it could be very dangerous, but the most important thing is their heart rate. That's what's going to determine what's going on in the inside with them and with their nervous system. Um, so a lot of the times... If you were if you were desiring um, to naturally birth and something like this comes about, you know more or less how to take it. You know, if you saw yellow in your water break, you know that it's fresh and maybe, you know, you can ask to check their heart rate and to, um, you know, wait a little longer to see if you advance in the in the birthing process before hopping into a C-session. If that's something you want, this is not a podcast to blame, shame None of that. I believe that there's things in place for everybody. But I also believe that there's a lot of women who got robbed of the of the birth that they wanted because they weren't educated enough or because they didn't have someone to advocate with them, not the right support system. So with that being said, um, some of the tips that I would give for birth and the way you would want or just in general, it's getting the fear out of the way. We are I remember when um, my midwives had sent me over the consent form to sign that I had chosen this kind of birth and that, you know, basically I, I yes, in case of emergency, I was going to be transferred, but I chose to birth at home. I remember feeling that out, filling that out. And when I was going to sign, I was like, holy crap, like that made me feel like it's 
so real, so legit. And she was like, yeah, that consent is there too, so that you can question yourself and ask yourself, is this something that I really want? And I was like, yes, I've been wanting this for forever, but I'm not going to lie. I was scared of crap at that moment to sign that consent form. Um, but the number one thing is getting the fear out the way, knowing that as women, you were born to do this. Like you didn't have to think too much about the creation of the baby. The baby knew what to do and how to grow. And so the baby will know what to do when it's time to come out. There's a lot of things in our body that are just, they naturally know, and you don't have to think about it too much. Um, but we're thought otherwise where we're seeing movies that, you know, the, the, um, the water breaks and then is yelling and there's never like a birth in a movie where the mom is just like breathing and the baby comes out. It's always like, ah, and pain and this whole chaos kind of thing. And that's what we are subconsciously envisioning for, um, birth. And yes, it's painful, but I don't even know how to explain it. Like it is painful, but honestly, the reward of the other side erases every single pain that you've had. And you were made for this. If you are wishing for home birth, um, I definitely recommend you and your partner watching the the business of being born. Um, if you are not wanting a home birth, you just wanting to listen to this podcast for the sake of tips, do not watch that because it could it could trigger things within you. But the business of being born is something that I played for Mustafa so that he can actually see where I was coming from and what I, why I chose what I chose and the setting that I chose to bring my baby into this world. Um, so that would be my number one thing to get the fear out of the way so that you can move forward because there's a lot of fear involved in birthing and pregnancy and this and that. And bad news travels way faster than good news. When something good happens, we don't come home every day. Like I've said in another podcast, like, oh, today I drove and you know, my, I didn't have a car accident and none of my tires popped. But the day that that happens, everybody is out to know what happened to you. So bad news always is shared when good things are around us 24 7 out of 10 births maybe one had like you know an emergency or this or that but we don't count all the other nine perfect birth we go into it um with the bad story that we heard and the pain that we heard and this and that and i'm telling you of somebody who had a 32 hour labor and it was not a breeze but it was definitely for me worth it um so number two would be educating yourself you have to do the work you have to read the books you have to get in your subconscious, the good stories. Um, Ina May is literally the mother of birthing and of home births and all of that. And she has a documentary. You do have to pay for it on YouTube, but it's super cute, the fact that it was her daughter that did the documentary. But she has a do documentary, and she has amazing books, like Childbirth. Um, she has a TED Talk about Ina May and any education course. Like, my midwives told me I had to do an, a childbirth education with... Um, with Musafa, and there's so many uh, women nowadays doing childbirth education online, in person. So that's like, you have to do your research and see who sits well with you, but that's a no-brainer. You have to educate yourself on what your body can do and all of that, because when you know, then it takes away a lot of, like, the fear, the concern for you and your partner. It's very important, the partner part, because you're not birthing alone, and it gets to a point, there's a certain point, um in your, in your birthing that you no longer could advocate for yourself. So having people that know what you want there with you is very, very, very important. Um, 
asking for help, having a midwife or a doula. If you are going to birth in a hospital setting, you can bring a doula. There's doulas with different services, and you can bring a doula. And the doula is not there to uh, oppose in you, like, no medication, no this, no that. It's to actually advocate for you in the way that you want to be advocated for. If you wanted a certain vaccine, if you wanted a pedoro, if you wanted, they're there to educate you on what you asked for, what it's going to give you, and um when you want it all of that like you guys are supposed to sit down do a birthing plan um with what you want know what the doula wants what you want she's just there to educate the options that you're asking for and she can come in and advocate for you so that when you're in pain and things are going left and right and upside down she can speak for you when you can't speak for yourself and she can speak for you and for your husband and for your baby um if you wanted a midwife, you can also research. I put on my, I loved my midwives and I put both of their information actually on my Instagram. They take insurance, which is really good. If you're in New York, um, reach out to them and see if they have the space for you. Of course, they do have a limited space depending on when your due date is. So just make sure that that's something that you would want to do. But you need to ask for help. You can't think that you're going to go into this you know, by yourself and that it's going to go the way that you want to. It could, don't get me wrong, but if you want to ensure that it will, you need to ask for help. Um, having a positive birth team. Like I didn't, I didn't tell many people that I was going to have a home birth and I would feel so bad lying because I am such a bad liar. I hate lying. I'm a Libra and that's just like so hard for me. But many people I'd be like, oh, a birth center, this or that. And if I could, I wouldn't have told nobody. <laughs> because even towards the end, some or not even towards the end, some people that I would think would support me would throw in comments that were like, uh, I don't want to hear that. Even my mom herself, I remember when she got here, my mom has had three hospital births, but 100% unmedicated, you know, basically like I did, but in a hospital setting. And I remember driving one day, she's like, you know, I just want to let you know I'm not pro this home birth thing. Like, I don't understand why you can't just do it at the hospital in case, you know, you need anything. And I'm like, Ma, look, this is my desire. This is why I want it. I explained to her, you know, if you want to be at my birth, I want you there. But if you're going to be there scared and put in that kind of energy, then it's okay. I totally understand. No worries. So having, though, people that know where you stand and support what you want for your birth is very important. Um, if that's like, you know, if you have your mom, per se, that really wants something different than what you want, maybe that's not the person to have inside of there. No hard feelings or anything, but you want people that are going to support you for what you want. So in my birth team, I had my doula, of course, my midwife, um, my husband, and my mom, and that was it. I was willing to have my sister as well, but she couldn't get here for the time. Um, but that was it, y'all. And I, I, if I could change something, I would definitely change not telling anybody. That's just my personal opinion because people have their own fears and their own setup. And sometimes it's not the most positive thing. And it could really affect you. Like what you see, what you hear during that time during your pregnancy is very important, which moves me into um, doing breathing exercising, meditation exercises, and affirmation. Breathing will help you go through the pain. Like if you learn how to breathe right, it's not that the pain goes away, but it's a little more tolerable. Um, we have vocals like, you know, I remember my my doula explaining to me that it will get to a point where it's so painful that I want to open up my um, mouth to uh, like uh, that kind of sound so that 
that vibration would help me ease the pain and it sure did towards the end after i gave birth my throat would literally hurt because i towards the end i had about three hours of one to two minute max in between contractions and so it was very like uh like that kind of sound for quite a while so my throat was hurting but there's an app that's called gentle hypnobirthing and every day yeah gentle birth gentle birth hypnobirthing every day it gives you certain affirmations certain meditations and i would do that religiously in my third trimester every single day you have to do the work i had to subconsciously install the good things i had to learn i had to um i got to tell myself what i wanted and how it was gonna go and so all of that came into play i did a playlist for my birthing but i literally like maybe within the first hour of the 32 was like present enough to do that after that was just me and my thoughts so it's a lot of like sitting with your thoughts and if you don't control that and if you don't have positive thoughts and if you don't deposit the right things for in the moment you can reap the right thing then it's not going to happen I can honestly tell you that not once did I think about going to the hospital personally because I knew the procedure for me was going to be what can they do? Give me Pitocin. That's the only thing they could do. And now Pitocin would accelerate, you know, the baby's heartbeat, which would put me in more of a risk of a C-session. But also Pitocin was going to accelerate my contractions. And I was like, I might as well just wait for them to come and get stronger and then I can move forward because that's not what I wanted. Um, so not once that I think, let me, let me get transferred. Not that that was, you know, a choice. I'm sure if I would have asked, they would transfer me. And if there was any kind of emergency, they would transfer me. But personally, I was like, I don't see the point. But why? Because I was trained in my mindset that this was going to be a marathon, not a race. And trained in my mindset daily with uh, meditation and affirmations and breathing technique on how to navigate it. It doesn't take away the pain in the process, but it helps you navigate it better. Um, and most importantly, guys, is having someone to advocate for you. I swear, whether you want, even if you want a C-session and you want it your way, you want a clear, um, uh, like, drapery thing so that you could see what's going on, you want skin to skin, you want the baby to be, like, robbed with any residual that you may have um, from after birthing, whatever you choose, you can have the birth your way and you, and you need someone to advocate for you there is a moment in birth and called transition it's so beautiful that I, I get choked up every time I talk about it there's a moment in birth and where you're no longer in control not of your body and what your body's doing you believe in God I believe like God takes over in this moment and you're so out of this world and it's an experience like no other and even though this is why birthing can be the most painful thing and people will say I would do it all over again it was magical because you feel like you have an out-of-body out-of-body experience where your body literally leaves like this world for me like I couldn't stop what my body was doing I remember looking at my midwife and I was saying can I push and she said listen to your body and go slowly my body was doing it on its own her head came out and 43 seconds later her body came out and I can't if you if you were to watch the video I literally tilt my pelvic forward my body did it by itself and she just slips out of me. 8.5, baby. <laughs> um, with, I can't tell you that I had pain at that moment. Uh, yes, the, the labor was very painful, but the birthing for me, I can't tell you that I had pain. I did not go, <gasps> not once. No, I'm like, <sighs> and now I get that everybody 
birth is going to be unique and different, but I'm telling you that this is, this is what's possible when you learn what's going on and you learn to control yourself. But in that transition moment, you can't possibly advocate for yourself. Like even if I wanted to speak for myself or wanted things done my way, I couldn't defend myself. I can't not even be there, feel like I'm having an out-of-body position uh, um, experience and at the same time advocate and tell them what I want and what I don't want. So it's important that you have someone that understands what you want advocating for you. It doesn't have to be a fight. I'm not saying that because you go to the hospital, it's going to be, no, there's hospitals that support you. And I've had friends have amazing um, birth in hospital settings and even seen and read people who've had amazing um, uh, birth through C-sessions the way that they wanted it to be done. So, but if you don't come in with your birth plan and if you don't come in with someone to advocate for you, then most likely you won't be able to do it for yourself. And that's why it's so important. So get the fear out of the way, educate yourself, ask for help, look for help, uh, do the work with the breathing, the meditations, the affirmation, the what are you eating? What are you thinking? Who are you talking to? What are you putting in your brain? Have a positive birth team supporting you and um, have someone to advocate for you. Those are the tips that came to my mind. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. Nuda's giving me the last, the last final minutes. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this podcast overall. If there's any questions at all, feel free to ask Um Maybe I can do a breastfeeding journey. I, I didn't think that people who had already birth cared to hear this, but I'm getting even grandmas on my DMs saying like, oh my God, this is so interesting. I didn't know XYZ. I didn't know that. I didn't know this. And they love to learn. We're magical overall. Every, every single woman is absolutely magic. We are the future. We are um, life. We are life. Without us women, there is no life in this world. And so... We're that special and we're meant for special things, whether that's birthing for you or something else. Know that you are in control and things can go your way, but you have to educate yourself and you have to prepare for it. So be kind to yourself and others. Peace.